Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me, as always, is my very, very talented friend. She's my very own mad scientist, <laughs> the mixtress DC Gina. How do you come up with all this? Seriously. I drink a lot of your cocktails. Yeah. All right. So, you know, they say there's a fine line between madness and genius. Yeah. Mm, So, well, someone who I would guess has more, is more on the genius side than the mad side, um, well, up until the end anyway, would be Marie Curie. Mm. You know who she is? Yes. Yes. So, she was the first woman to receive the Nobel Prize, but she was the first person to win two Nobel Prizes. Yes. So, yes. But did you also know that um, after that, um, she uh, took her groundbreaking work in radioactivity to the Battle of World War II? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she, uh, t- she, had, um, she transformed a fleet of trucks into mobile radiology units and trained more than 150 women on anatomy and x-ray photography. And um, they estimate that they x-rayed over one million wounded soldiers, um, which they say uh, obviously saved many lives, but also helped uh, win the war. They actually get credited for helping to win the war. It's really during World War II? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a whole, like, a little bit. Little How old fleet. was she when she died? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I don't know that. I guess we'd have to Google that one. I don't know how old she was. She's on my kid's puzzle. I have like, two little girls, and they have a little puzzle. Yeah. And she's one of the um, famous women that changed the world. That's cool. And now... I feel like an idiot because I didn't know that. We'll keep going. I will. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, her work still obviously inspire, has inspired has inspired ma- numerous um, innovations throughout time, and she still does so today. Which brings me to today's designated drinker. Hmm. All this talk about inspiration and innovation. So please, with no further ado, please welcome the Chief Executive Officer of Eden's, Jody McLean. Thank you. Hi. I'm happy to be here. Great. Great. Um, I know Gina sometimes like wonders how the hell I get from point A to point B on that. But, <laughs> but it really has to do with the fact that um, all the inspiration and the innovations that you move, you make on a daily basis um, as your role as a CEO. And I can only imagine how inspiring you must be for other women because I know you are for me after doing some research, obviously, for the show, trying to get to know you. Um, and Gina knows you more so than I do. But you have... You are def- would definitely be an inspiration to young women, um, our women, young and old, um, finding out how you got to where you are. You are one of few, so we must all applaud you and thank you. Wow, thank you. Yeah. I, I hope I can live up to that. <laughs> um, but thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you and excited to be here with my good friend Gina. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is amazing. So we so when, you, when everyone is, everyone's listening to this episode, you doesn't know that um, Jody is the hardest person to get into a room <laughs> ever. So when you have the when you have the um, actual privilege of meeting with her, it is um, it's always a, a big moment. So embrace it if you ever have that thing that you have now. You get to listen and hear her right here. So I want to know how she's the Madame Curie go. How do you get there? It really is just the inspiration that, like, these are strong women doing innovative things and, and sometimes aren't always necessarily seen at the time. Obviously, her Marie Curie we see now, but I think, you know, Jody, what you, she does on an ongoing basis. I mean, women becoming CEOs, is, is, that's a tough job. That's hard to do. It's, you, um, 
obviously have done a lot. And I'd love to hear what it means. What does it mean to be the CEO of Eden's? Oh. To be the CEO of Eden's, um, I would tell you it's two things. Number one, it's an honor and a privilege um, to have the, the title of leadership. But in truth, it means that you are the chief dishwasher, the chief <laughs> designer, the chief underwriter, the chief... It really means that um, every day you come in committed to give your very best, first and foremost, to your people. And I think the the advantage um, that I have is that I've been here for 29 years. Yeah, so I, there aren't many jobs that anybody here is doing that I haven't done myself. And so I have a lot of empathy and understanding for the work that, that our people are doing. And I think more importantly, I think of my role as being the chief hopefully the chief community builder. And, mm. and that takes on so many different meanings at Eden's, but we're all passionate. My real passion is about enriching community and hopefully leaving legacy. Mm. So as I was listening to you in the introduction and I was thinking about legacy, because that's a, a huge legacy and we're only now starting to tell the stories I love the fact Gina that you said your daughters have puzzles mm. with women on it because when I was yeah. growing up my my puzzles and I had the 50 states and I had yeah. all the history puzzles there weren't any real women we have yeah. Betsy Ross yeah, they, they, yeah. you know who's back in the news unfortunately but we have Betsy Ross and that's and that was it, but we didn't have the stories. And so now these great stories are being told uh, of women and their legacies. And I, I hope, I don't really, doesn't matter to me if anybody knows my name. What I hope is that we leave a legacy of rich, really well-bound communities that can rely on one another. Yeah. And I think, I think that is the story of Eden's and I think every day coming in as the CEO it is my role to lay out the vision of what that means what that means for our company what that means for the communities in which we work um, and if I can lay out that vision and inspire people to that vision then I feel like I've done I've done my work so I'm glad that she built the bridge for me much better than I did <laughs> between her and the intro <laughs> Yeah. I told, yeah. Here we go. I said it's going to be a blessing. Sorry. So, what? Um, so you explained what inspires you. What gets you up in the morning, and what keeps you up at night? Or are they I, one in the same? I, I will say honestly, and those who know me well. Know that um, come four o'clock, four thirty. I am just wide awake every day. Oh. So the 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 pure excitement of the day wakes me up every morning. I can't wait to get out of bed. Um, so I'm up early. I do like. Um, we have four children, three of which are out of the house now. So the house is somewhat quiet. <laughs> but um, when you have when you have a lot of activity in the house for me it used to be that that was my carved out quiet time and I do I need quiet time 
um, to go into my days because mm. my days are usually pretty full. Yeah, and, I'm sure. And very exciting. So I love to get up. I love um, my brain is usually on fire. I do my very best thinking in the morning. Um, so I like to take time to quiet time to do a little reading but and a lot of writing in the morning mm. um, and it, it just helps me set the path for the day and I think I think a lot about if this is a great day what is it going to look like um, so that that gets me out of bed with great energy every day um, but really thinking more about yeah, you know, I'm, I'm great. I'm just grateful for every day because I think the work that we get to do, and we're in um, nine major markets across the country. We have 125 places. We're sitting here today in one of them at Union Market, which um, to me is something that really inspires people to come together routinely. Mm -hmm. And it's that human interaction of coming together routinely at our places that over time builds these relationships that truly make significant difference, inspire people to have different behaviors, um, to build confidence in who they are because they're a part of something much larger than themselves. The Union Market area, um, I would... I totally agree with you. It feels, it's very much a community. And um, just, you know, spending so much time with Gina, I see, like, how those connections and how it's more than a network. A network feels almost too, not deep enough, too shallow. And a um, network can be transactional. Yes. And that here it feels watching and just seeing an outsider looking in. It feels very much like these are connections of, of a community. And it's rooted. Yeah. She rooted it. Right. Yeah, I, I and you know what I, you said this earlier, Gina. I, I don't think we did root it. I think this place has been rooted since the 1930s. Mm -hmm. I think this place has had and and well beyond that. If you really look at the history of this place, but but starting around the 30s when this really became the food market, and it was a very ethnic and ethnically diverse food market of the city, and that that is the roots of Union Market, ethnic diversity. Um, you could come here, you could get foods from all over the world. And, and, and a car. And a car. And, and a car. And a car. <laughs> that, they, had the, they had the Ford dealership here. And that is true. But, yeah. the, but the food stalls, what was here. And if you think about it, there isn't much in life that's more intimate than food and sharing a meal with yes. somebody else Absolutely. that that is where um in my mind all great things in my life have happened around the table and really sharing conversation that's where you really start to connect with people and that's the roots and when we came here in 2007 is when we very first came here. We, we wow. took a little, as we say, TV timeout. But that's when we first <laughs> start, came here, and we made our first investments in this district. And we spent a lot of time getting to know the history. And, and I love the fact, Gina, that you, you understand the history of this place and getting to know the existing community that was here. Because there are a lot of people here who have this rich heritage generationally of being here in the marketplace. And, and that was important to us, that those people embraced us as being a part of their community. Mm -hmm. And I think, 
I think so. So we really looked at it like how how do we build relationships with this existing great community and play and and hopefully build on the deep roots that are already here. Mm-hmm. And so yes, it's a great network of people, and there are people here that, that to me this community can really change this city and we'll talk about what that means because I think this community can really be the role model for what inclusive prosperity looks like and I've always said um, can you talk about so a lot so inclusive prosperity is something that developers talk about and like forward thinkers but like some people don't even know what that really means like you can break the two words but can you elaborate a little bit on that sure because for our listener understand that term I think, um, I'm just going to say this, and, and it's obvious because I'm in real estate. Um, I am, I'm a capitalist, and I believe in capitalism, but I really believe that if we want to see um, the strength of capitalism throughout this whole country, we need to reframe it slightly, and we need to be sure there's a very inclusive thought around it. And so for the first time for us, I think um, intentionally, I think we've been doing a lot of this unintentionally, but intentionally in coming to Union Market, we said we're going to think about our role as much broader than just being people who build buildings or lease buildings or create places. We're really going to think about our role in in being a part of an already existing community and the ecosystem that's here, and what is our role in helping to grow that ecosystem in a way that's beneficial for absolutely everybody who's included in it. And so that meant that we had to think about um, the jobs that we were creating and what was our role in job creation. So not just the typical roles that you think about a real estate developer in job creation. And who were we going to partner with when we had the opportunity to reopen the market that has been that had been here for a long time? We we truly handpicked. It including Gina. She was one of the very first people, but handpicked each one of our partners with a very thoughtful um, approach as to the jobs that would be created, the spirit, the social um, the social prosperity. So we think about prosperity being economic, we think about it being social, we think about it being cultural, and we think about it truly being soulful, those connections. And, and so we handpicked every single partner and looked at it almost like a jigsaw puzzle, like how did those pieces come together? Because in truth, the market was simply the beginning uh, of what this overall district will inspire. And this overall district, when all said and done, could be close to 8 million plus square feet. Wow. And so you will have, it's really important to me um, that when people walk down the street here, they, they're going to see people that they would have never otherwise come in contact to with in their life, probably, that, that they actually recognize, wow, this is another human being that I probably have a lot to learn from. And, and so it's not that you're going to maybe slow down and say, hey, teach me today's life's <laughs> lesson, but rather you're going to make eye contact yeah. and you're going to say hello yeah. and, and greet somebody on the street and maybe keep walking or maybe that person's... You know, singing a hearing great song on their 
iPhone and they want to share it with you. I mean, I, I've watched all sorts of things happen here that I'm just like in amazement. They're little moments. But these little moments of people who would otherwise not come into contact and share. And then that's actually what inspires the next great movement of, of innovation here and in job creation here. And it's been it's 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 been a work of passion, I would say. But we're starting to see the fruits of it and the kind of jobs that, you know, well over close to 2,000 new jobs now have been created in this area. Um, And a lot of those are employing local people. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. It feels very hyper local. Hyper local. Like behind us. Like, yeah. Like the schools and stuff. I just to like kind of tell Jody, like, just because I don't know if she knows this, the high school that's over here. We get a lot of, like, high school kids that work for us. These kids remember when we first went to their high schools and planted gardens. When we first opened Union Market to get out in the community, we did um, uh, reached out to high schools, elementary schools, J.L. Wilson, helped them plant gardens, helped their PTAs get involved, the Baptist Church. I mean, a lot went on and still goes on every day. the, the homeless shelters and stuff like that, like, really in, in tr- involved. And now I have high school kids that were in the, the middle school that remember us. And it's like, did you put the garden together? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did. Like, <laughs> it's still there. I'm like, oh, it's great. And I'm like, do so you want the parts I'm doing? Like, yeah. I'm like, how old? You know, it's eight years. You know, we're here eight years almost. And you should know that there are so much more just the community job wise is so you know in an area that needed the the love embracement I don't know what the best word is a hug almost it feels like I always felt and again I'm an outsider looking in and hearing you say this it was like it's exactly how I felt it felt like you revitalized an area but it wasn't like a tip you didn't go in and just mow it down and build something new you actually brought new businesses in but then revitalized the ones that were there 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 this this district and and I wish everybody knew this district is full of existing great businesses that have been here for a long time. So um, this fall, late summer, early September, we're opening up La Cusecha, mm-hmm. which will be 20,000 square foot, one of the foremost Latin uh, markets in the country. Awesome. And working really closely with the embassies to make sure the cultural programming, everything's authentic. Well, right across the street, we have an existing Mexican uh, grocer who's been here for, for a while who's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And so our goal is is to partner. How, yeah. how do we partner with you? Not, not try to replicate or bring in new, but but when the tide rises, it should rise for all the boats, and we should be celebrating so many of the great, you know, A. Letiris, obviously, is one of the most storied delis, I think, in the whole city, wow. um, has great sandwiches. We've done all we can to help partner with them and make sure that, that they don't get lost in, in some of the things that are new here. And yeah. you've got African fabric. I mean, I could go on and on. You've got so many great existing businesses that are here. And when people talk about the cool, hip districts, right, around the world, what people always talk about is when they were in the place we're in now, 
and and usually what happens is they kind of move beyond this place and then they they just meld in to every other place you go to so our challenge is really how do we keep union market in this very raw authentic way that feels great to everybody it's mm-hmm. why people are attracted to come here no matter what your background is, spend your time here. When people spend their time, it always works out well for Gina. <laughs> it always works out well. If, we, if people are willing to spend their time, their pocketbook follows. And so that, that's our challenge. So to us, we really want to make sure that all the businesses here thrive and we can all grow together. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really, it's, you've done, I applaud you, and again, I'm the outsider looking in, Gina has first-hand knowledge. It's, it's you, I can't wait for you to move into other areas. We're, we're, working, <laughs> at we're working at it. We'll see. Could you work come, some more, please, come Jody? In, uh, come, come back in two weeks. We'll see how we all survive the next two weeks. So we have um, bringing the castles here to play yeah. tennis. Wait, talk yeah. about this. Talk this on the roof. So... Jody, one day said, we have a we have a meeting downstairs and uh and uh, we have a, ma- a management meeting every week and they're like we're gonna put a tennis court on the roof what <laughs> and then Jody announces it and then there's this beautiful rendering whatever I mean have you ever this isn't Dubai tell us how do you come up with that <laughs> well number one and this is what I said to both Mark Ein and Councilman McDuffie don't ever don't ever question a woman. Right? <laughs> when we tell you we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Those are wise words yeah, to is. live by. We're, we're, we're going to do it. And um, so, so Mark Ein, um, who is who is the owner of the castles and, and been the best partner, and um, Council Member McDuffie, who obviously is Council Member for Ward 5, um, I... Mark had approached us a while ago about bringing the castles here with the thought that we could turn over the parking lot. So the castles for everyone uh, who's listening is a tennis program, yes. nationwide? Pro- professional, it is a professional tennis team gotcha. um, based here in D.C. And they play for about um, two weeks. There's a two-week season and teams from all over the country um, and the amongst and I should mention all the players but Venus Williams is one of the players on the team and nice. I have to say his um, uh, though I am older than Venus <laughs> I don't want to admit that has been one of my heroes forever I was I, I played um, a lot of competitive tennis growing up um, but have always idolized the the Williams sisters so to me to be able to get Venus here in this, in this particular district of yeah. Union Market uh, is really significant to me because I think she and her her whole family have done great work. They've done a lot of great, significant work here in D.C. already um, uh, with tennis and tennis programs. But I think their generous spirit and communities is very much aligned with what we're trying to do here. But, but everybody had talked about um, how they play here on the ground. And, and as I say in this era of, of these stupid phones that we all carry everywhere, <laughs> like it's time to look up. Yeah. Right? It's time to look up. Quit looking down. I yeah. say this all the time. Like, stop looking down. Let's look up. 
and and this building has been designed. It is it's an existing building. It's got a concrete roof, so it is structurally um, engineered mm-hmm. to to have weight on top of it. And I was like, well, why can't why can't we plan the roof? And you know, there's everybody's going to give you all the why you can't do things, and it's like, okay, every day here. <laughs> and most people most people just take that in. Yeah. But what I've learned, first of all, to be to be a real estate developer, you have to be very optimistic. There's so, you just this just yeah you have to be born that way. Or you're never going to survive in this business. And I've learned over time to surround myself with the people who first will lay out all of the downside risks to anything we do. So I'm I'm okay with pe- with, with hearing a lot of no's and then saying, okay, thank you. Yeah. I understand all of those. It's really important, and so this is how we can accomplish this. And the, the funniest thing, and they're all laughing at me over at Eden's, is that um, when I told them we were going to play at the end of July, they said, oh, July 2020. I said, no, July 2019. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so, so, I, I, so starting next Monday, we're going to play the first match next Monday. I know Gina is one of the things that we insisted on was a food program, which is always pretty good with the castles, but the food program is all local to Union Market. So it's all vendors of this district um, that are handling all of the food, which, which, is, which is a great moment. Because it's a 700-person stadium, I think. Wow. I think for the most part, the tickets are sold out. If not, some people to their website. There's one day left. I think it's only Monday. like the 13th. It's like there's a few seats, and everything else is sold out. Wow, which, that's which great. Is awesome. Yeah, and it, it's just great. It's great, but it'll be fun. Period. It's just mm-hmm. going to be fun. But it'll be great exposure for people who don't otherwise get over here. Yeah. Um, to come and just spend a great evening with us, a great Saturday afternoon, and take in fantastic tennis, delicious food, drink, and, and see what we're doing. Sounds great. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Drinks, Jody. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Let's have a cocktail. Let's pretend that this isn't a work day. And it's, you know, whatever. Can we tell about the time we were on the on TV together? Yes. Yes. We can yes. talk about everything. Everything's wide open. So I'll, I'll tell you guys I'm making with it. How's that? Um, so for everyone out there listening, okay? Um, first, it's, it's, it's big cocktail. We'll, we'll do that. So we have in here. So it's, some people don't know that Miss Jody is from um, South Carolina. And in South Carolina, also people think that Georgia peaches are the only place we can get a peach. Well, it's not true. I'm sitting with two peaches right now. That's right. I'm <laughs> two peaches. So what we so what I need to say was inspired by the South Carolina apricot, and then of course Jody herself. So what this is is um, one and a half ounces of Catoctin Creek rye, which is local. And then we have um, a peach deer that we made, we fermented, so it's a little bit of um, peach, peach skin, it sat in a bucket, a little bit of um, uh, fungus on it for a few days. <laughs> and then we got a nice little white mold, and then we cooked it off, and now we have this beautiful spirit, um, syrup. So it's um, one ounce of that, and you don't have to do all that, you can use peach syrup from your house. You knew that was going to be my next question. (laughs) So we have one and a half ounces of, um, so one and a half ounces of the rye, one ounce of the syrup, half an ounce of lemon juice, um, two sprigs of mint, and we're just going to shake this. Oh, sorry, and one and a half ounces of um, steeped, um, just um, 
English breakfast tea. Wonderful. Okay. All right. Sorry. So don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. You just head over to designateddrinker.show. That's designateddrinker.show. And you will have all the tips and how-tos and how to make this... Yeah. What's going to be a delicious cocktail. So we're putting that all in the shaker tin. You're going to shake it out. And then we'll get on with it. Yeah. So get on with it, Gina. And get on with it. Come on. All right. So let me just a quick shake. Sorry. Such a magical sound. Yeah. This is the first thing that matters. You have cocktail shaking here before? So if you are a cocktail enthusiast and you make cocktails out there and you kind of got the recipe, then you know that we're on our way to making uh, a sour, if you will. So it's a peach sour. So did you say you're making a sour? Kind of like a sour, yeah. Oh, okay. Icing under a desk. It's really nice. I like it. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna take our glass and we're gonna do a little double shake here. The mint's in there, and it smells really. Um, it smells good in here. It smells delicious. Listen to that magical sound. Yeah. So you can garnish this with like some fresh peaches. You could you serve them on the side, salt them. Salt them. Yeah, you salt the peaches. So you just take a little bit of like, like a nice salt, like, like a, a nice kosher. Or? Um, never like that. Like okay. more like I use kosher salt too. Never like that. Um, like more like a pyramid salt would be oh, nice. Gotcha. Um, something like that. Um, now when you get to my store with Jody, one day, and then the reason why I say that is because she just reminded me. So when when I was going to come to when when I first got introduced to Jody before anybody knew Mark was coming, Richie Brandenburg introduced us. And she said, come to New York and go to this dinner with us. And it was at um, Grand Central Station. It was like Eat Italy. And it was with the James Beard Foundation. I got to come up, right? So at our table was some of the biggest powerhouses in food ever. And all of a sudden, so Jody's sitting there. She's like, you'll, you'll come. You'll do Union Market. It was never when or no or think about it. It was like, you'll come. You'll do a soda counter. It's going to be great. Whatever, right? So we sat there, and I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, it was like sometimes people in their life have a moment where you all of a sudden have something so precious to you that's opened. And Jacques Papin is an auction item on... This at this at this charity for James Beard Foundation, and I almost fell off the table. Now I'm <laughs> sitting with some of the greatest culinary powers in the world, really, right? At this table, and Jody's like, blah blah blah. Do you want to meet him? I'm like, do I want to meet him? Yeah, I mean, Chapman. <laughs> yeah, I want to be Chapman. She's like, let's bid on him. I'm like, she's like, it's for charity. I'm like, what? And she's like. <laughs> We were gonna meet him while well, somebody else outbids her, and then all of a sudden there's this moment, and and then all of a sudden she's like, "Who's gonna be two? And she matched the bid and got two different things. Shut we up. got to be so so fast forward. We went back to New York, just Jody and myself, and we got to be on Jacques Pan's cooking show with his daughter Claudine, and we got to make everything, the crepes, chicken. Everything and then in the end, 
I got to make a drink for Jacques. You look, you look like a little girl right now. It's Just, so cute. Because, because <laughs> there are moments in your life that yeah. you can never. And then he gave us these beautiful paintings. It was, he painted a picture. It was all right. Let's cheers. Cheers. That. Cheers. cheers, cheers. To and like, it was an incredible mm-hmm. moment in your life. And you say, "How does that happen?" Right? Like that's not real. And then of course. With this came this gift, and then and I have a DVD and all this stuff, and you, and I I'll never forget the good day because we left there and I was like on another world. I felt like I was, this isn't real. And we went to this store together called the Meadow in, in New York, and I had wanted to go, and it's a salt store. I talk about salt, mm. and we're in there, and Jody's like, "What do you think of this and this?" And we're tasting salts and doing all this stuff and everything, and I stopped myself there with her, and I just was like. I don't even know what's going on right now. Like, I, I, we just left Jacques Pepin and his daughter Claudine, and they're wonderful humans. You just like really good humans, like very amazingly talented people, but just good people, right? And now we're here, and we're like talking about you, like so secular because now you're tasting salt that's been here forever, right? Before you and I, yeah. Before everybody else, there was the salt, and I just had that moment where I was like, this is right for me. And people will always say, like, when big business comes in, oh, they're, they're this, they're that, you know, whatever. It's never been like that for me because I embrace the moments. I take the moments big. You take those big moments. And, like, you've got to, like, you got to suck it all in because the days when you're mopping up the water because it was a brand new building and they weren't prepared, you're like, well, I didn't mean shot the So, so the moment isn't so... You know, so bad. A little sugar. That's my favorite. You had meat, Jack Pepin. You cooked a I cooked with him. great meal with him. I mean, all afternoon. I just, he fell in love with, Who with doesn't? Gina. Who doesn't? The funny thing was that we actually had been with Jacques Pepin over the summer before we went. My husband and I had been with him on... My husband is French, Mm -hmm. and so the two of them made fast friends, you know, whatever. So when we got there, and he had these beautiful watercolors for us. Wow. Mine, he was like, where's Pierre? Mine said, to Pierre with love. Oh, from Jacques (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, it's just me. (laughs) He's like, I'll disappoint you. And after that, it was all about Gina. He was just like, you can sit in the corner. <laughs> so, well, you cooked this beautiful We Frenched meal. a chicken. We, cooked, we cleaned a chicken. We it made the grapes. We did everything. Day. Everything. Everything from his book. All of his famous recipes. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. Was and then we sat and shared the meal around the table. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And yeah. then we went to a dive bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just as much fun. No, just kidding. <laughs> then we went to like uh, that's yeah, but that was it. That's it. That's it's a living. But don't you think that's a good way? Like you, you know, you can read about Eden's, you can read about Jody and stuff like that, but you can't, you can't read about her heart, like the size of her heart. Yeah. Right. And like that is what I mean by like the difference between you know somebody that goes to work every day because they go to work and they get their paycheck and they do their thing. And somebody that wants to do it because it's a bigger picture. Yeah. It's a bigger picture. It's different. You say legacy. Legacy to me is used so um, 
you know, loosely sometimes. People say, I'm going to be a legacy basketball player or whatever it is, right? But legacy for me, and I look at these places and I look at, like, take restaurants, for example, that are on this, you know, in the United States or around the world, 100 years, 210 years, 110-year brands, you know, 67-year-old brands, um, whatever, right? Like, not just the Heinz family, but other families. A lot of those fam, Tabasco, say Tabasco, right? They just celebrated their 100-year anniversary. Yeah, sure. Um, 150-year, excuse me, 150-year anniversary. And family run to this day, mm-hmm. right? That's true. Now, CEOs have changed a little bit, but the family holds the majority of it. There is something about that legacy that remains so prevalent. And I think, like, you know, you're, you're being at Eden's 29 years, that's in, you think about that, that's a long, yes, it's a long time, but, like, in this day and age, everyone just moves every, like, two, five, seven years. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they don't, they don't make it that this is where it's going to come from. They expect it to come because they jumped, they jumped, or they, they, you know, went somewhere else, and they think they're going to jump right back into where they were in this other position instead of looking at, like, what they can build. And that's the one thing that this generation is missing. It's starting to miss. Is like, my grandfather, he ran his business for 55 years. Yeah. He didn't move, he didn't quit, he didn't do it, whatever. He made it better and better and better and better. You know what I mean? Was that a conscious decision on your part? Yeah. I'm sure people have pursued you. Yeah, I I have had I have had plenty of opportunity. Sure. Which I'm grateful for. Um, but I think I have in those moments, those are big inflection moments, um, really consciously decided I wanted if there the reason I was interested in those conversations, whatever they were was because of some sort of opportunity that was being afforded that I wasn't having at Eaton's. And so my thought then became, how, how do I create, okay, I can leave, that, that, and sometimes I think, sometimes I do think change is okay, or do I want to create those same opportunities here? And I think to your point, what I see is I see a lot of people going moving because of perceived opportunity rather than really realizing the power of one to create the opportunities that they would like to create. And I think that's a little bit lost right now is that I really believe in the power of one. I I believe in community. It sounds a little contradictory because I do believe in, in, in community and we can't do anything alone. But the power of one person deciding that they're going to do X is really powerful because what I think you find out is a lot of other people have been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. They just didn't know either how to do it. They didn't have the confidence to communicate it. And that um, finding, finding that voice to say, wait a second, I want to create these opportunities here, for, not from just me, but for everybody here, um, has been, I, I think, has been what's kept Eden so interesting is that we're always growing then and always, and not and growing, yes, we've grown in size, but growing as, as, um, as, as 
as an entity, growing in who we are, developing internally, in who we are. internally yeah. and, as well as externally, and, and and changing our points of view. We're we're in retail. We're in we're in building communities and impacting um, impacting what's going on. And so, points of view have to change. Yeah, because we're we're just a reflection of society. We're a reflection of people. And so, being open and willing to evolve. Um, has been exciting. Yeah, I would imagine in, in your business it, it's uh, mandatory, really, because you have Absolutely. to. Otherwise, you become a dinosaur. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Which can happen no, quickly. No one wants to be a dinosaur. You go extinct. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would take a nap like a dinosaur. I say one time. I don't know. That's not a good idea. It's your ancient stage. One thing we They'll grow up sooner or later. One thing we did <laughs> talk about, Gina, is this cocktail this is delicious. This is delicious. Oh, good. So. I love it. Good. I absolutely yes. love the mint with it's the time peach. Of year. Yeah, it's nice and refreshing. And even though it's whiskey, rye whiskey, right? Yeah, it's, it's 101 proof. Ooh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Talk about nap. <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not heavy on the palate. Well, it's though. very light. It's, it's very light. Thank you. It's You're very welcome. beautiful. Well, um, you know what time it is for you. Well, I have to go back to work. No, you've got to... Um, oh, you're, do I you never remember. I always Can pitch we, it up to you and she's wait, like... pitch it up to me again. Start again. Start okay, again. Gina. Start again. You know what time it is? It's time for my favorite question. <laughs> and I can't... <laughs> you have to say it again. Because <laughs> it's so funny. I keep forgetting. Sorry, Jay. Jay's listening to this. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Gina. You, uh, you know what time it is, don't you? All right. This is my one question that I came up with that I always want to ask. Um, so you know everybody in this day and age loves a spirit animal. They can embrace like something that's like that animal that represents them best. Well, I want to know what your spirit ingredient is. So you have one ingredient to describe you. Or something you love to use. Well, uh, something, any drink with a little bubbly on it to me, uh-huh. it becomes delicious. I don't know though that if I would describe myself as bubbly. <laughs> but, but, so I don't know if that's the right spirit. But I would say to me, anything with a little bubbles on top. I love that. That's a first. That's a first. That's a first. That's a first. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. See, we're gonna have to make a chart of like. Um, We'll have to go. We define it, though, a little bit. We got yeah. definitions of what makes these ingredients well. Yeah. I love that. That, that would definitely be my Yay. Spirit. So uh, one more time, do a little housekeeping. Um, again, you're going to head over where, Gina? To designateddrinker.show. What is that? designateddrinker.show. And, again, that's where you're going to find all the recipes, but also we're just going to make sure that they can link um, into Union Market and see on a digital space. For those who can't come firsthand or don't know, get a better idea. Or not yet. Or not yet. Well, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Come visit us. Yeah. Please. Yeah, absolutely. UnionMarketDC.com. There you go. All right. Anything else? No. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Jody.